0: This is Plant-Based Briefing, on International Respect for Chickens Day, try thinking about them differently, by Karen Davis, Ph.D., President of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, and eco-friendly living for people short on time but interested in all these topics. Today's post is by Karen Davis, the president and founder of United Poultry Concerns, a nonprofit organization promoting the compassionate and respectful treatment of domestic fowl, including a sanctuary for chickens in Virginia. And she has just launched a bi weekly podcast of short episodes, 10 minutes or less, called Thinking Like a Chicken, where she's sharing information about these amazing birds and advocacy on their behalf. She'll be describing her personal experiences with chickens, turkeys, and other domesticated birds for more than three decades, along with the challenges and ethics of plant-based and clean meat advocacy. Just a real inside look at these amazing, amazing birds. So be sure to follow or subscribe to Thinking Like a Chicken wherever you listen to podcasts. And today's episode is about International Respect for Chickens Day, which is May 4th, and the month of May is Respect for Chickens Month. It was launched in 2005 by United Poultry Concerns to celebrate chickens throughout the world and protest the bleakness of their lives and farming operations. They encourage everyone to do an action for chickens on or around May Fourth. Ideas include bringing plant-based or vegan chicken options to the office or school for others to try. Writing a letter to the editor educating people about chickens, doing a radio call-in, or an easy way will be to simply share this episode with others and help them understand the plight and delight of chickens. And share Karen's new podcast, Thinking Like a Chicken, to help educate people. And lastly, UBC is a sponsor of the third annual Chicken Webinar, hosted by The Humane Hoax, and it's scheduled for Saturday, May 21st. Registration is free, and it's a great way to learn about the rich, complex lives of chickens and the pervasive, harmful lies of the chicken industry. This year, we'll hear about the exploitation of chickens in the hidden world of agricultural research and experimentation. We'll also discuss the detrimental avian flu epidemic happening right now in the U.S. and how it affects us all. So you can register at humanehoax.org or upc-online.org, and I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So, now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. On International Respect for Chickens Day, try thinking about them differently. By Karen Davis at upc-online.org. Quote, I hear the universal cock crowing with surprise and pleasure as if I never heard it before. What a tough fellow. How native to the earth. Unquote. Henry David Thoreau. Chickens are indeed native to the earth. Despite centuries of domestication, from the tropical forest to the farmyard to the factory farm, the call of the wild has always been in the chicken's heart. Far from being quote-unquote chicken, roosters and hens are legendary for bravery. In classical times, the bearing of the rooster, the old British term for cock, a word that was considered too sexually charged for American usage, symbolized military valor. The rooster's crest stood for the soldier's helmet and his spurs stood for the sword. A chicken will stand up to an adult human being. Our tiny bantam rooster, Bantu, would flash out of the bushes and repeatedly attack our legs, lest we should disturb his beloved hens. An annoyed hen will confront a pesky young rooster with her hackles raised and run him off. Although chickens will fight fiercely, and sometimes successfully, with foxes and other predators to protect their families, with humans such bravery usually does not win, A woman employed on a chicken breeder farm in Maryland berated the defenders of chickens for trying to make her lose her job, threatening her ability to support herself and her daughter. For her, the breeder hens were mean birds who peck your arm when you're trying to collect the eggs. In her defense of her life and her daughter's life, she failed to see the comparison between her motherly protection of her child and the exploited hen's courageous effort to protect her own offspring. In an outdoor chicken flock, as in our 12,000-square-foot predator-proof sanctuary in rural Virginia, ritual and playful sparring and chasing normally suffice to maintain peace and resolve disputes without bloodshed. Even hens will occasionally have a spat, growling and jumping at each other with their hackles raised. But in more than 30 years of keeping chickens, I have never seen a hen fight turn seriously violent or last for more than a few minutes. Chickens have a natural instinct for social equilibrium and learn quickly from each other. An exasperated bird will either move away from the offender or aim a peck or a pecking gesture, which sends the message, back off. Bloody battles, as when a new rooster is introduced into an established flock, are rare, short-lived, and usually affect the comb, the crest on top of a chicken's head, which, being packed with blood vessels, can make an injury look worse than it is. It is when chickens are crowded, confined, frustrated, or forced to compete at a feeder that distempered behavior can erupt. By contrast, chickens allowed to grow up in successive generations, unconfined in buildings, do not evince a rigid pecking order. Parents oversee their young, and the young contend playfully, among many other activities. A flock of well-acquainted chickens is an amiable social group. Sometimes chickens run away, however, fleeing from a bully or hereditary predator on legs designed for the purpose does not constitute cowardice. At the same time, I've learned from painful experience how a rooster who rushes in to defend his hens from a fox or a raccoon usually does not survive the encounter. Though chickens are polygamous, mating with more than one member of the opposite sex, individual birds are attracted to each other. They not only breed, they form bonds, clucking endearments to one another throughout the day. A rooster does a courtly dance for his special hens, in which he skittles sideways and opens his wing feathers downward like Japanese fans. A man once told me, When I was a young man I worked on a chicken farm and one of the most amazing things about those chickens was that they would actually choose each other and refuse to mate with anyone else. Sadly, the eggs of these parent flocks are snatched away and sent to mechanical incubators, so the parents never see their chicks. Breeder roosters and hens are routinely culled or killed for low fertility and because if a particular male becomes unable to mate, his matching females will not accept another male until he is removed. Little more than a year later, the parents who have survived their miserable life are sent to slaughter just like the chicks they never got to see, raise, or protect, as they would otherwise have chosen to do if they were free. I hope this essay will encourage you to do an action of compassion for chickens in May in honor of International Respect for Chickens Day, May 4, 2022. Most of all, let us please respect the lives of chickens every day and encourage our friends, family, and co-workers to join us in sticking up for chickens and, of course, not eating them. You just listened to On International Respect for Chickens Day, Try Thinking About Them Differently by Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. And I'm Marion Erickson, your host. And there is so much about chickens, the chicken industry, the egg industry, that I had never considered and actually had assumed so much incorrect information about. I assumed chickens were raised on farms and they lived their lives normally, freely, and then when they were old, at the end of their lives, they were killed. I even assumed they were euthanized humanely like companion animals are at the veterinarian's office. But that's not the case. They would certainly never receive veterinary care at the end of their lives. They never receive it throughout their lives. Most people haven't considered, for example, that there are parent flocks, and their eggs are taken and sent to hatchery factories where the eggs are incubated and hatched. And the chickens are bred differently depending on how humans want to use them. For the egg industry, they're bred to be a certain size and weight, and the females are allowed to live once they're hatched in these factories, but the males are useless to the egg industry, so they are immediately killed often macerated alive or thrown in trash bags to suffocate. They're not kept for the quote-unquote broiler chicken industry because they're not genetically bred to grow fast enough and fat enough. They need to be able to stand on their legs and live for about a year and a half or so and lay eggs until they can't anymore and then they're slaughtered. Broiler chickens are bred to grow super fast and at just 42 days old, they are big enough to be sent to slaughter. Many of them, though, are so big they can't even support their own weight on their legs or even using their wings as crutches. So to learn more about these beautiful little beings, please register for the free chicken webinar. You can do so at humanehoax.org or upc-online.org. And of course, please encourage your family and friends to not eat chickens or their eggs. And please share this episode with others. In honor of Respect for Chickens Day, and thanks for listening.